so I am going to start this week since we may have to keep this short and since you carried the show last week <laughs> I won't ramble on like I usually do yeah we say that every time <laughs> I won't this time I promise even though I have plenty to say yeah I will refrain all right we'll see so when we talked about near-death experiences or NDEs if you will a couple of episodes back I said I would circle back on some more NDE stories and track down some negative NDE experiences. Yeah. So it's those bad experiences that I wanted to talk about tonight. Okay. As I mentioned during that episode, it is believed that about 15 to 20% of NDEs are actually negative. That seems pretty high. Yeah. I think that's they're suspecting because... They believe they don't hear a lot about some of the experiences because a lot of NDEers, or they believe a lot of NDEers don't share their experiences because they're negative. That's valid. I ran across a paper from Nancy Evans Bush, who, from what I understand, had done some work with Dr. Bruce Grayson. Dr. Grayson, of course, being the NDE researcher at the University of Virginia I talked about previously. Bush, however, seems to focus more on the negative experiences and has written a number of books, but full disclosure, I have not read any of them. Be interesting read. Yeah, I might grab some of her books at some point, but I just haven't had a chance to, uh, to look into them. Yeah. In the paper, she was talking about what she classifies as the three types of negative NDEs and the three types of responses people have after a negative NDE. The first type she talks about is called an inverse experience. So this is where a person has a similar experience to a positive or heavenly NDE, bright lights, their lives flashing before their eyes, but they perceive the experience negatively. So as their life is flashing before their eyes, they perceive it as seeing the negative parts of their lives rather than the positive. That would suck. Yeah. The second is a void experience. People often describe being in complete darkness or some type of complete sensory deprivation experience. Yeah, that's interesting because when I think about situations like that, that's how I imagine it being. Just nothing? darkness. Nothingness? Yeah. I guess that could be a pretty awful, hellish experience. It sounds scary. Yeah. Like even just the thought of it is scary, so going through that, I can't imagine. Oh yeah, being in nothingness? Yeah. Speaking of hellish experiences, that is actually the last type, which obviously is a person having visions of hell. Uh. It is noted that the hellish experiences are extremely varied, but it seems like the heavenly experiences are that way also, yeah. that people have their own interpretations of what they see. Yeah. And I'm not sure that really surprises me because, you know, I kind of could see where people would have their own visions of heaven and hell. Even their own versions of heaven and hell? Yeah. You know, like your hell would be different than mine? Yeah. Right. Also, it is not that someone will have one of the three experiences, but it might be a mix and match 
of all the different types of experiences, which you'll see in the, some of the stories I talk about. Yeah, that sounds like a wild experience to yeah. have like multiple of them. Yeah, some of them are pretty weird. Yeah. As far as the responses people have, one reaction is called the turnaround or I needed that response. So like an eye opener type thing. Exactly. So they interpret it as a warning that they need to do better in life. Kind of like I've been given a second chance. Yeah. Interestingly, movement towards religion is quite common with these types of reactions. I can see that. You know, it's interesting that I found that there seems to be more of a religious emphasis on the negative stories than the positive. Well, could that just be because of like the scariness of going to hell? Because I feel like some people don't really believe in there being a hell. With the hell one, I see a lot more religious outlets, if you will, talking about them yeah, rather than the positive ones. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to prove that, yes, there is a hell, so you need to behave. Yeah. Or it's because the people who have them turn towards religion after them and that just comes out. Yeah. No, that now, makes sense. Now, I'm not saying there is anything wrong with anybody's beliefs. Don't want to imply that at all. It just, I can't help questioning motives. Yeah. When they're pushing so much religion on the story. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like you said, no disrespect on anyone's religion or beliefs. But if they're using it against these people who've had these experiences, I kind of worry about that to like make them afraid. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not. Not implying that that's what's happening. It just, it kind of seems that way. Yeah. When you get into the fire and brimstone talk, right? Yeah. Anyway, the second response is the reductionism or it was only response. So these are people who tend to lean towards a scientific explanation, believing that it was a biological or drug-induced experience rather than believing what happened. Yeah. One man who had a positive NDE and talked about it for years, and unfortunately he had another NDE experience. Oh I, I'm assuming this is very rare. Yeah. But in his second one, he was attacked by gigantic sinister forms, which left him with a deep pessimism and fear of dying. Unlike the first, with his second experience, he concluded that it was drug-induced. A drug reaction. Yeah. Not drug-induced. So that was interesting that when he had the negative one, it was he came up with some type of logical explanation for it. Yeah. But he was more apt to believe the positive one. And I, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I feel like if it were me, I'd probably push it off as like a dreamlike state as if it was just a nightmare that I had. If I had like a bad yeah. experience. Yeah, I could definitely see that because you don't want to believe that's what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be bad. <laughs> The third response is called the long haul or what did I do response. This group struggles for years trying to understand the meaning behind what happened. They don't look at it as a literal interpretation of what they experienced, but that there must be a deeper meaning or message in the experience and they can't figure it out. Hmm. They sometimes try to repress the memories, but they often remain vivid even decades later. And some have described having flashbacks. This sounds like PTSD to me. Yeah. That they've had this horrible experience and they're trying to live with it, but they just can't. 
Yeah, I can see that. They can't reconcile it in their heads. Especially if it's vivid. Yeah. And I could see that too. I mean, if I had an experience like that, I could see not being able to let it go. Yeah, especially if it's like replaying in your head unintentionally. Like you're getting flashbacks or something's triggering a flashback. There were actually more stories than I expected to find. Oh, before I get to the stories, a couple of other interesting things about the research. The way the person dies does not appear to influence the kind of experience they have. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so say an accident victim versus a suicide victim. Yeah. Or suicide attempt. Yeah. Doesn't seem to correlate to a good or bad experience. Nor does a person's religious or lack of religious beliefs. There also doesn't seem to be any correlation based on what would be expected for a given person, whether they are perceived to have lived a good life or a bad life doesn't necessarily match up with whether they have a positive or negative experience. Hmm. That's a tough one, though, I think, because we never really know what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. So people you may perceive as being good people. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. That's true. Looks are very deceiving. Yes. But that would be concerning if you you felt you lived a good life and ended up in one of these experiences. That would be a bit confusing. Yeah, I can see that. On to some stories. Angie Fenimore, 1991 attempted suicide. She described first seeing her life review... Now, I've always just heard this as, you know, your life flashes before your eyes. But an interesting description of it was that you relive the events from the point of view of the people you interacted with during those moments and how they felt. Hmm. That's interesting. After the review, Angie remembered being surrounded by darkness, but she can make out figures of a group of people nearby. She said she blurted out, oh, we must be the suicides. Although she didn't actually speak it out loud, she felt it was more of a nonverbal communication. Yeah. Although she never did get a response from anyone. That's eerie. Yeah. At some point, she said she was banished to a different part of hell, an open field where lost souls roamed around, fully able to communicate with each other, but too consumed by their own misery to engage in any sort of interaction. Howard Storm, 2005, an art professor that collapsed while in Paris, he suffered a perforated stomach and needed emergency surgery. He was said to be an atheist at the time, but not afterwards. Hmm. Not sure, you know, can't really verify that, right? Yeah. While waiting for a surgeon to arrive, he turned to his wife to say goodbye because he felt he was about to die. He suddenly found himself standing next to his own body, feeling more alive than he ever had and free of pain. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot in these stories. (laughs) He then heard voices saying, come with us, hurry up, we've been waiting for you. Okay, well now that's ominous. (laughs) Yeah. He called out to his wife, but she did not respond. He then began to follow the voices out of the room and down a long, dark corridor. He walked for a long time and became increasingly more terrified until he finally stopped and told the voices he wasn't going any further. Well, my question. Okay. 
Would you follow in the first place? I don't know. I guess it depends on the tone of the voice. <laughs> it's like, come with us. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> well, I feel well like... that one, I'd maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no matter what the voice is, if it's not familiar, I don't think I'd want to follow it. Come with us. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. I don't think I would follow. <laughs> I feel like that'd be kind of funny, though. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't take, like, a really dark, ominous, echoey voice, like, seriously. I don't know. I think down a dark corridor, too. Yeah. Even a dark hallway. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that in real life, so I don't I know, know why I would do that in my afterlife. <laughs> I, think I, I think I would just stay put. It's like, yeah. I'm in no hurry. I'll just stay here. Thank you. <laughs> I'll wait for the next bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he stopped. Said he wasn't going any further, and then he said they attacked him. He was bitten and torn apart. Ugh. Or they were tearing at him. He said they did things to humiliate and violate him that he would not talk about. Oh. Yeah. He began to say the Lord's Prayer after hearing a soft voice say, pray to God. Not discrediting at all, because I don't, obviously I don't know his life or anything. But if you're an atheist... How do you know the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> Why are you reading my notes again? <laughs> oh, damn it. Sorry. No, that's good. That's funny. That's, that's exactly what I, I wrote down was <laughs> not unheard of, but an atheist who knows the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Kind of suspicious. Unless you like went to church a lot as a kid. Yeah, maybe as a kid, but I would venture to guess there are not many people who can recite that prayer. I couldn't personally. I don't even know what it starts with. Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> well, I can recite it. That's good for you then. <laughs> yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he recited a few more prayers until Jesus finally showed up and saved him from the demons and sent him back to earth, hmm. telling him to live his life differently. I would have been like, Different how? <laughs> Gotta give me a little more. <laughs> Maybe that's why he went into religion. Yeah. To well, get answers from Jesus. Again, you know, kind of funny, but if you have an experience like that and you feel like living a better life is the way to go. Yeah. Hey, more power to you. The next story, I didn't have a lot of detail, but it is interesting in its simplicity. Stephanie, that's all I had. Stephanie, who had an accidental overdose. And I'm not sure if it was accidental prescription drugs or accidental street drugs. Street drugs. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess it doesn't really matter. She said she was falling and her life flashed before her eyes, but she was only seeing the bad things in her life or the things she had done wrong. She said it was God showing her the reasons she was going to hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would suck. That's my biggest fear is watching my life flash before my eyes and just seeing all the bad stuff. Well, not even it's just gonna that. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> not even just that. It's just my life flashing before my eyes. Well, yeah, that's a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question on that. When she stopped falling, she found herself in the middle of the city where she was born, but it looked like the city had been bombed and nobody else was around. That would be a time when the phrase, not a soul around, would actually make sense. Yeah. <laughs> she said she knew that she had caused herself to be there and it was too late to change, but then she was suddenly back in her body. Huh. Maybe her realization yeah. brought her back. Another note to make. 
<laughs> Realize your wrongs. Yeah. Veronica Allreich Barthol, 22, 1981, struck by lightning while she was driving. While she was driving? Yeah. <laughs> New fear unlocked. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that could happen? <laughs> Did not. I figured it hit the car, but not you. I found a number of resources on this one, and they were quite varied. So I almost didn't include it, but I figured, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Took me a second. <laughs> so struck by lightning while driving. First, she had an out-of-body experience and saw herself sitting in the car, her burned hands still holding the steering wheel. Ugh, right? Yeah. This is a bizarre part of it. In one of the tellings of the story, she journeyed through a tunnel and then found herself in front of a gate that had a sign on it, Welcome to Hell. At least it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, better than this is how you're screwed, I yeah. guess. I don't know about this because that just sounds silly. At least they're welcoming you. <laughs> yeah, really. It's good to know. Welcome to hell. It's a great place. Another telling skipped over that part and just skipped to the part describing how demons escorted her to a waiting room. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not laughing at this person's experience. Yeah, no, I understand. But first of all, there's a welcoming gate. They're <laughs> escorting you. And there's a waiting room. What's so bad about that? <laughs> well, I think... Hell, waiting room, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, gonna, you're just going to be in the waiting room for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, the accounts get really varied. And once she's in the waiting room and it's full of people screaming in pain and the smell is so bad she could hardly breathe. Oh. Then there are some accounts where she was describing creatures more terrifying than any monster she had ever seen in a horror movie. Snakes all over the place. Mm. people getting thrown in volcanoes, people getting thrown in caves and having spears thrown at them by demons, cats and dogs living together. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember Ghostbusters? <laughs> I don't know. So a lot of variation. Yeah. Not discounting any of it. Just, no, no, no. just not sure. Just not sure what is actually factual to what she believes she experienced. Yeah. But at some point she meets Jesus while there and he sent her back to her body. Wonder if he went there to meet her or he was just there. Well, I just want to know why this is the second encounter that Jesus is in the hellish place. I know, yeah. Is he just slumming it or <laughs> <laughs> Well the funny one was she was in the waiting room and then Jesus was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the waiting room with her. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. What is Jesus doing down there unless he came to get her? Yeah. I can understand. But if he just happened to meet up with her. How do we know that the waiting room isn't actually Jesus's waiting room and and Lucifer's the um, receptionist? <laughs> because he's busy working in Texas. Lucifer? He lives in Texas. <laughs> I remember the story. Of course, I heard he was going to move. Yeah. He, he's going down to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Texas is getting too rough for him. Oh, my God. Did you get my Georgia joke? Yes, the the devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Got it. Took a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what? That was it. Did they have brochures in the waiting room? <laughs> <laughs> they had magazines, but there were... I wonder what would be in a Hell magazine. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the Hell magazines? I'm trying to think of what the Hell version of Ranger Rick would be. <laughs> I was thinking of like People magazine, but like just Devil magazine. <laughs> Demon magazine. I'll have to think of some for another episode. Oh my gosh. That was it. So, like I said, we'll uh, wrap it up a little early tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night. Yeah.